Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Later, and today we are going to be talking about tips to reduce bloating promote a healthy gut, and improve your digestion. Now, I know a lot of ladies struggle with those issues. And in fact, there are some very easy and simple solutions that can completely alleviate those issues for you. However, a lot of the time, there are way deeper rooted issues going on that do require additional testing and should be looked into by your healthcare professional. So Gut health is an entire science on its own. There are people who spend their entire life studying this. It is a relatively new field as well. And the information that is out there is constantly changing, constantly evolving, and we are constantly learning new things about the gut. So the tips I am going to provide are generalized tips. You're definitely going to want to look into it further to make sure that any or all of these would even make sense for you to implement. However, having a healthy gut, cultivating a healthy gut is so important for weight loss. It is so important for muscle gain. And it is also really important for the health of your brain. It does affect your ability to digest and absorb nutrients properly, which essentially means it directly affects your body's ability to function properly. If your body is not absorbing nutrients properly, Not only are you not going to be getting what your body needs, and not only are your physical results in the gym going to suffer, but you're also going to experience likely an abundance of symptoms, which we are going to get into in just a minute. But I think it's really important to address what is the microbiome? Because I think a lot of listeners might not know what that term means. I know when I first heard it, I literally had no idea what they were talking about. So the microbiome is the ecosystem of bacteria that live within your gut. And as mentioned, your gut health is central to how other systems in your body function. And your gut is actually considered your second brain. So you can kind of think of your microbiome like your own unique fingerprint, but it is going to be constantly changing throughout your life. Typically, there are over 400 different species of bacteria that reside in your gut. And on average, the average person has about 6.5 pounds of bacteria in their gut, which is, that was crazy to me when I found that out. So I am going to list off some symptoms that can actually be correlated to an unhealthy gut. Some of these might surprise you, you might actually have some of these. And again, simply because you exhibit some of these symptoms does not mean you have gut issues. It does not mean you should just brush it off as, oh, this is due to my gut. Definitely, you want to look into any type of symptom that might be popping up in your life. But another thing is you may be trying to treat some of these symptoms with something other than improving your gut health. 
And hopefully this episode can provide you some insight into some things that you might be able to do to help alleviate some of these symptoms. So some of the most common ones are constipation, diarrhea, stomach pain, bloating, heartburn. Those are some of the common ones that we would think, oh yeah, it's probably something going on in my gut. However, there are a lot of other issues as well, such as insomnia, any type of sleep issues, joint pain, brain fog, very, very common. Skin issues. Again, if you have acne, if you have dry skin, if you have oily skin, that can actually be correlated to your gut, as well as mood swings, depression, and anxiety. The majority of your serotonin receptors are actually located in your gut. Your serotonin is one of your happy hormones. So again, mood swings, depression, all of those things have a or can have a very strong correlation to your gut. Of course, there are a ton of other factors that will influence all of those things we just um, listed off there. But it's very common if you have, let's say, a skin issue that you're trying to treat the external acne or the external thing that's presenting itself on your skin with a certain type of cream, a certain treatment, when really it can be actually coming from inside. Again, it's super important to, if you do feel like there is something wrong in your body, go for a second opinion. Don't just let someone give you a pill and think that it's magically going to fix the issues. Now, when it comes to promoting a healthy gut, there's kind of two main key focus areas that we would want to address and look into, okay? So those being the balance of bacteria in your gut and the diversity of bacteria in your gut. If either of those things, either the balance or the diversity are out of whack, problems will likely start to arise. So just like we don't want to assume that a magic pill prescribed by a doctor will fix all of your issues, we also don't want to assume that, let's say, taking a probiotic or cutting out a certain type of food from your diet is going to magically fix your gut health or the issue with your gut bacteria, okay? So there are some definite things that I always recommend my clients do first before taking any extreme measures. And the very first one is manage your stress. Stress is, I'm pretty sure, the number one way ahead of every other thing. Um, The number one cause of literally anything going wrong with anything in your life, but especially gut health and like bacterial imbalances, okay? A lot of people have elevated cortisol. Again, cortisol is not bad. Um, we actually want to have typically a spike in cortisol in the morning, but your stress hormone is, is hormones are going to change the environment in your gut. So chronic stress will change things in your body metabolically. And it's funny, if you think about it, when you actually feel anxiety, when you feel stress, when you feel nervous, you usually feel it in your gut. You feel it in your stomach. You feel those butterflies, which I just find kind of ironic. Another thing that people may or may not know will definitely affect your microbiome is prescription medication. Um, So of course, if you need, need, need your prescription medication, I'm not advocating against that, but certain things, anti-inflammatories, naproxen T3s, even Tylenol, Advil, even over-the-counter things, they will definitely, definitely affect what is going on in your gut as well as birth control. Another interesting one is a traumatic event in your life can actually trigger some gut distress. So anything from, 
like a breakup, a divorce, a miscarriage, a layoff, losing your job, getting fired, car accidents, like things like that can trigger gut distress. Because you might have found like you never had these issues before, something traumatic happened in your life, and then you start experiencing those issues. And again, likely it is correlated to elevated chronic stress. Um, and then of course, the the obvious one is it can also be linked to certain foods, either certain foods that you are eating or certain, certain foods that you are not eating. So what can we actually do to heal our gut or optimize our gut health? Of course, if you're not having any of these symptoms, we still want to make sure that hopefully they don't come into your life. So the very, very first step, and again, it's not sexy, but it's to manage your stress, manage your sleep, make sure you are recovering from your training, make sure you're recovering from life. That is always, always, always where you want to start. If you just start popping pills, start doing magical things that you think are going to fix it, like it's unnecessary if simply sleeping for an extra hour or simply improving your quality of sleep or doing a couple minutes of meditation, if that could alone fix your problems, that is obviously where we want to start. Ideally, we don't want to take it to an extreme with a diet where we have to cut out food. Of course, sometimes that is what needs to be done, but why take it that far if we can manage it simply by getting a little bit more sleep, okay? Why add in supplements that just mask the problem? Why add in pills that just mask the problem when the deep-rooted reason is likely stemming from somewhere else. And that's why we, at Cut and Conquer anyways, we like to take that holistic approach. We don't just want to put a Band-Aid over the, the problem. Again, that's why, going off topic here, but that's why we focus on your mindset first. Doing a fitness plan, working out, eating right. Sure, it's great. Sure, it's going to help your body physically. But like, if you actually suffer from self-doubt, from self-sabotage, from identifying a certain way for a long period of time in your life and you have those toxic habits, we got to work on that. Otherwise, you're just putting a Band-Aid over it. And when that Band-Aid starts to lift, you're going to have a massive infection. And you can think of your gut in the same way. So once you start improving your sleep, you start reducing your stress, um, you start improving your recovery. Now we want to look at like, hey, have these symptoms improved? Like have the symptoms reduced? Or are they the same? Another thing I like to look at for my clients who are exhibiting any of those issues or if they are bloating, like how many different foods are they eating? Are they eating only like five to six different things on a daily basis for many weeks and months at a time? Or are they eating like a totally different meal every single day, like all throughout the week, right? Because maybe they need more variety or maybe they need more of certain things. Now, a popular question we actually get is like, hey, can I eat the same things every day? And in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with eating the same foods unless you're experiencing symptoms that are not serving you. Because again, that would kind of reflect, we want to look into the diversity of bacteria in your gut, meaning that it's probably lacking if you're only eating like five different foods However, there could also be the issue where within those five different foods, one of them may not be serving you right now. Uh, maybe that one food is not agreeing with you. And maybe that is a food that we need to cut out of your diet for a certain amount of time. 
sure, we could potentially look at adding in a prebiotic, a probiotic, um, or different supplements. But realistically, if we don't remove that food that is causing the distress, so your gut has time to heal, again, we're just slapping a Band-Aid over a potential infection. So again, I'll often get my clients to keep a journal of when they start to experience these issues, what they're feeling and what they ate before that issue came on. Because that way we can start to identify patterns. If you just tell me, oh, I got bloated on Monday and Wednesday. Well, that really doesn't give us enough information to come up with any type of correlation or any type of plan of action to reduce the issue. So a couple of things you'll want to look for, no matter what kind of symptom you are exhibiting, it would be things like, okay, when are you getting bloated? Is it certain times of day? Is it after certain types of meals? How was your sleep that night? When are you having mood swings as a correlate to certain meals, certain times, um, certain times of the month, certain times of the day, certain foods that you're eating, certain things that you're doing. And that will typically give us a really good idea or at least a really good starting point to be able to build on. Of course, another step that is really important is you can get testing done. You can go actually get tests done that will tell you what foods your body is sensitive to, what foods you're not sensitive to, because sometimes it might actually be a food that you don't think you're sensitive to. I had a client who was like, every time I eat beef, I get bloated. She went and got tests done. It wasn't actually the beef that she was sensitive to. They can also help suggest like supplements that you may need and supplements that you may not need because sometimes supplements can actually contribute to the problem if you're not taking the right ones. And there are a ton of shitty supplements out there and there are a ton of really good ones, but it can be tricky even for myself sometimes to navigate between which ones are good, which ones are bad, because not only does it depend on the quality of the supplement, um, but it depends on what you're actually using that supplement for and is that the actual one that you need. So here are a few simple, easy tips and things that you can do, whether you have issues or not, to improve your digestion, to promote a healthy gut in your body. A huge one, I love this one, this one actually helps me a lot, is going for a walk after the last meal of your day. First off, going for a walk is never a bad idea. Specifically, after your last meal of the day is really going to help promote better digestion. Again, this next tip might seem kind of silly. It makes a huge difference. Not only does it make a difference on your digestion, it can help you with your like portion management, calorie management, and that is chewing your food. It not only helps you eat more mindfully and feel more satisfied, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier for your body to break down and absorb that food. And it's also going to take you longer to eat it. So, so many of us just snarf our food down, even if it's rice. Like my boyfriend doesn't chew his rice. He just swallows it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like chew your rice, chew your food. I have seriously had clients who struggled like with painful, painful bloating after they would eat. And they're like, I have a sensitivity to this food. Like I know it. I'm like, try chewing your food. Like however many times you chew your food right now, chew it three times more. And it alleviated, it removed the bloating. Like they just, it just stopped. They're like, holy hell, I didn't realize I was just scarfing my food down. So chew your food. That is probably like one of the biggest. Another one. Okay. So don't hate me for this, but stop eating right before you go to bed. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, it won't necessarily make you gain weight if you're eating before bed, if your calories are within a range that keep you in a deficit or keep you within your range of whatever your goal is. It's not the time of day that you eat that makes a big difference in terms of your weight loss. But again, your weight loss is correlated to your gut health and your gut health is correlated to your digestion. If you're eating right before you're going to bed, 
not only is it going to not be ideal for your digestion, it's also not going to be ideal for your sleep quality. So again, sleep quality and stress management being one of the very first things we want to improve if you're exhibiting gut issues. So stop eating right before bed. Ideally, you want to stop like like ideally one to two hours before you go to sleep. And it has nothing to do with you gaining weight or losing weight or eating before bed is bad. It just can negatively affect your digestion and your sleep quality. And those are two things that we really want to optimize. And that's not to say you can't have a little snack, of course, but if you're eating a massive meal and going straight to sleep, it's not going to be good for you. If you do it once in a while, again, not going to kill you. It's not what you do once in a while. It's what you do regularly. So try it. Even just those few things, chew your food more, go for a walk after you eat your last meal and try to wait at least one to two hours like before you go to bed. That alone, I almost can guarantee you will alleviate like half the symptoms, okay? Another one um, is give your gut a break, okay? So try not to be snacking and eating all day long, like every 30 minutes, putting more food in your mouth for your body to digest, okay? Again, it's not so much about the timing of your meal or anything like that. It's just the fact that like, we don't want to have our gut, our digestion working on overdrive all day, every day for our entire life. Another big one, wash your food, especially like your produce, wash your apples, wash your vegetables. We want to remove the pesticides. Pesticides are typically like antibacterial, which is exactly what will kill bacteria. And we want to keep that good bacteria in our gut. So make sure you wash your food. Again, another one, this is one that's helped a lot of my clients is cooking their vegetables, okay? Raw vegetables can, for some people, cause gut distress, just like things like sugar and gluten and dairy can also, for a lot of people, they are inflammatory sometimes for people, cause gut distress. I'm not saying that any of those foods are bad. Like, of course, vegetables are not bad. None of them are bad. But those are some of the the common inflammatory foods that can disrupt your gut. Now, for a few basic supplements, again, make sure you're checking with your practitioner before you take any supplements, especially pre and probiotics, because sometimes you may need a certain type. So there are different types out there. Make sure you're getting the correct one for you. Of course, a pre and probiotic can absolutely help. Um, Most of my clients take them. I take them as well. So check with your practitioner or go get testing done to figure out what kind you actually need. Because if you're taking the wrong kind, you can, again, disrupt that um, balance because you might be getting too many of a certain type of bacteria in your gut. Um, L-glutamine, again, it's an amino acid, amazing for recovery, amazing for helping with muscle soreness if you're someone who does train regularly and with your gut health as well. Also, supplementing with digestive enzymes can help. They're a relatively affordable supplement. A lot of my clients take them a couple minutes before they eat a meal and it, it works wonders, especially with bloating and or constipation slash diarrhea. So fantastic option there as well. So that is it. That is all. Make sure you take care of your gut. If you got value from this one, tell me what stood out. Tell me what you learned. Take a screenshot, tag me at Nifina on Instagram, share it to your story and Let me know if this episode helped you out. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. 
And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.